I want to be in bed. Okay. We go to bed. We go to bed. It's only 9.30. We go to bed early. What time do you get up in the morning? Time do I get up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Uh, later than I should now. I used to get up pretty early. Yeah. Today I got up at like 10. Okay, so that's that's late for you. <laughs> slept for like slept for like ten hours. Oh wow! So you you're in bed by midnight then, most times. Yes. Okay. I am on a really weird wake sleep schedule. Not intentionally, but it's like I haven't been able to get to bed before like three or four in the morning, or rather, I haven't been able to go to sleep. Four three or four in the morning, which means I get up super late. I guess it's sort of a east or west coast schedule. I don't know. No. <sighs> lazy schedule. You being lazy, 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 lazy. Not really. Lazy bones. Welcome to uh, week nine hundred and ten of the Crankcast. There's super industrious Mike and Lazy Crank. Lazy Crank. Crank Lazy. Don't you believe it. Um, yeah, so I had kind of a messed up week. <laughs> Why? Work-wise. I mean, it was just a... Uh, found out that one project that I had done 26 pages of already... Um. There was like a sizing issue with the art. It wasn't, it wasn't sent in correctly, and so we were went back and forth on it for a minute. And I, I got what I thought were the right dimensions for the the thing, but what they gave me was the trim size, and I thought it was the bleed size. Okay. So I had to go back through and correct twenty six pages of the size, and then rejig all the lettering to fit. That was frustrating. And then I was up working on the last issue of a thing, and it was pushed to, to, basically it's pushed to the wire, like with no extensions available. And it needed to get done, and then I wound up having to, like, re-letter half the book, because <laughs> it got changed at the last minute. And that was, that was sort of, that was almost as fun as that time I had to listen to Oops Upside Your Head on repeat for eight hours. Say what? No, I'm just making a joke. It wasn't fun, is what I'm saying. Um, although, let me tell you, Oops Upside Your Head's a pretty dumb song. I don't know what that is. You know, Oops Upside Your Head, I said. Oops Upside Your Head. What is that? It's a, um, what was that band? Uh, it was a 1980s song, like a funk disco thing, by, who was it by? Let's see. You'll, you'll, the Gap Band. That's who it was. It was the Gap Band. Gap Band? That was a, that was the Gap Band? Yeah. Mm, sounds like something I would know. It's, I mean, I'm surprised you've never heard it before. I must have heard it. I don't know why I'm not understanding. Oops, upside your head. I said, oops, upside your head. It's a really dumb song. And it's like six minutes long. So. I don't, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm 
little burned out right now. I'm getting ready to letter my first vertical style comic, like like a webtoons style comic. Really? Mm-hmm. What are you lettering? It's um, Joel Jones is bringing back Lady Killer. You're working on that. Yeah, yeah. That's for Zest World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. And the uh, I, th- I applied to that, but I I don't know what it is. I heard that they keep some of your rights and stuff, and I'm not really into that. But oh, do they really? That's what I've heard. Huh. That seems weird. Yeah, but I haven't. I I, I just applied because I wanted to see. You know what my options were. Cause you have to you have to apply to them. Yeah, I look at their website. I actually saw. Do you remember Rod Hanna? No, who's Rod? Or um, and uh, it was Rod Hanna and his partner. I can't remember her name now. She was a really good artist, though. Um, Rod Hanna was uh, it was uh, this was from back in the Devil's Do the GI Joe days. He was somebody I talked to online a lot, and he participated in like the GI Joe community a bunch and stuff. Um, but they, uh, him and I cannot remember her name now for life of me. <laughs> um, she did this really cool Baroness piece I used to have hanging up in the office. Mm. But, um, they, they do a comic called, uh, Blue Milk, I think. Blue Milk. And it's basically just a satire on, like, pop culture stuff. Mm. Um, I think it started started around like Star Wars stuff and then they just kind of expanded it and other things but they're they're on there I noticed when I went to check out that Zest World website a lot of people on there yeah there are um but yeah this is my first time like I, I believe she plans on doing a print version when it's all done and the preview pages like the teaser chapter I guess we did as like standard comic format but then we're switching, I, because it's Zest World, we're switching over to this vertical format panels. They only do vertical format? I don't know, because they took the teaser, I think, mm. as far as I know. Um, but I think their preferred thing is to do it like Webtoons, to so you can view it on a phone, essentially. Sure. Um, so we're doing, I guess we're doing that first. We're doing the, the vertical format, and then I suppose she's going to reformat the pages to be in a regular comic format later, which I don't know what that means for me work-wise with the lettering. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, but this is this is the first time I've actually worked on something in this format, so I'm kind of curious to see what kind of trouble it is, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> you know? me too. But, I mean, and it's weird because like, people have actually asked me about this before. Like, do I know how to do this for, like, webtoons or whatever? I'm like, well, I've never done it before, but it's lettering, right? It can't be too hard. <laughs> I mean, not, not that lettering's not hard, but, I mean, it's just a different format. I've said the word format several times. Probably the easiest thing you can do with comics is be a letterer. <laughs> I'm going to punch you so hard. You're... I mean, really, it doesn't say... You don't have to be an intelligent person to do it. Punch you so hard your distant relatives are going to feel it. My distant relatives are all dead. That's not true. They're still going to feel it. But, yeah, anyway, so I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're, like, doing it in this way. I'm assuming she's just breaking the panels down and putting them vertically. 
So yeah, I mean, if she's smart, because I mean, you got to think about what it's going to do when you collect this shit. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of the the webtoon style stuff where it's very uh, Scott McCloud would be proud of it, where it's so freeform, like panels mm-hmm. flow into each other and stuff. But I couldn't imagine trying to break that up to put it into a standard format, though. You know? Yeah, I think that every time I see a webtoon, it's coming. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's nightmare that must be. I looked at this first scene, or she's doing it in scenes. So I, I looked at this first scene when I got the art, and it, it looks like it's panels. So it, I think from my standpoint, it won't be too much different from lettering it in a regular, you know, right to left, up, top to bottom format. Mm-hmm. I got I need a new word. I've said format like 20 times. But, um,. Yeah, so I, but I don't know. I'm going to get started on that, I think, in a second. I still got to do, like, I, I got, like, 35 or 40 pages left on a graphic novel I'm working on. That I got to hit a marker, mile marker, this week. I'm very tired. <laughs> um, hey, guess what happened 30, or not 30, 20 years ago this year? I mean, lots of stuff happened 20 years ago this year. But what, what happened? Uh, it, it was the last season of Dawson's Creek. Are you really going to do that to me? <laughs> nah. What you are. I, I, but I did finish watching it, just so you know. So well, thanks, by the way, for making me feel so old by sending me that picture. Oh, that was like, yeah, that was like circa 2003. That was not... Fun. Oh, I thought that was 2001. No, I, I believe that was like 02 or 03, and I think it was a reference because I had two others where you were had your head at different positions. I figured I would. I figured I, we would have been at the Ravenswood address at 2003. That wasn't until later in 03? I left in 2004. Yeah. So I feel like I would have been at that office longer than a year. Um, I. I think we went, I mean, it was, I can't, I can't remember when we made the move, but we were still above the 7-Eleven at the beginning of 03, I think. But yeah, I, I I was looking for something else in, like, my files. I was actually looking for the first Flash animated thing I ever did, which was a personal thing. And I, because I couldn't find it, like, in my regular files, so I had to, like, dig deep in some archive stuff. I finally found it, and I was like, oh, that was actually not too bad. <laughs> like, it was just this goofy short piece about a this weird guy walking around and these ghosts haunting him, and, and then this ghost lady shows up and kills him. But, and I did that in, like, 99, no, 2000. I did that in 2000. So, that was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, what was that sidekicks thing? Sidekicks was a comic that Jay Torres did for Slave Labor. So, did you do all of it, or were you just on part of it? No, I was filling in for Mike Waringo. Oh, really? Mike Waringo drew part of it, and he couldn't finish it, so I finished the rest of it. To put it in the context, the reason I had that page is I guess I was trying to learn how to flat or something. Because that was black and white, so I don't know why you were flatting that. I might have just asked you for a piece of art that you were working on at the time so I could try to flat something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because 
alongside that just that regular black and white file, I found uh, something where I had started working on the colors for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm at least I'm guessing. I don't actually remember it at all. It's just when I found it, I was like, "Oh yeah, man, Mike used to draw so clean." I mean, still relatively clean. Yeah, but you're you're more. How do I want to put this? I've become rougher. I've become a little more. In 03, you were very animated style. I was. I understand. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a reason why he asked me to fill in for Mike. Because, I mean, I was pretty much trying to copy him all the time anyway. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference between, like, looking at that sidekicks page and then, say, looking at Grumble or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've changed. Um, but yeah, that just kind of was like, oh yeah, man, I, I remember when Mike used to draw like that. <laughs> Can you still do that? I mean, I don't know. What, draw? <laughs> no, I mean like, like real clean animated lines. Like, I mean, I think so. I get real bored and I do things messy. I still think I draw pretty clean. Well, I mean, you're not dirty like Sienkiewicz or something, but... Or even like Frank Miller or anything, but you're still not, I don't know. I mean, you used to have some really, especially because you were inking yourself back then. And I, that, I, I don't even think that was a, but I'm saying that wasn't even digital inks, you know? No, I wasn't. I mean, you were hand inking yourself and your lines were really clean. Like I hated it. It didn't look good. I don't know. I thought that page looked pretty good, man. I enjoyed it. Kind of makes me want to go back and check out Archibots. Again. Do what you want to do. I don't care. I ain't gonna tell you what to do. <laughs> um, have you sold any more T-shirts? I have not. Oh, bummer. I I put a picture and a link up on last week's post. Well, there's like three people that listen to this. Well, I was hoping maybe you'd have sold three more shirts by then. Mm. Wait, can you sell internationally? I don't know. Because I think all of our people that actually still listen to us are out of the <laughs> country. <laughs> that would be funny, yeah. They can't. That's funny. They, they'd like to buy it, but... <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh, uh, talking about AI art for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing a bunch of articles over the past couple of weeks, but the most recent one related to this was that uh, the Trademark and Copyright Office has said mm-hmm. that AI art cannot be copyrighted as, like, yeah. directly as output. Yeah, that's kind of not old news, but it's several, it's like a month or two old, isn't it? Well, originally, they didn't really have clear guidelines. And the first article I remember seeing was, because we were talking a while back about, I was surprised nobody had done an AI art, AI art full comic book yet. Turns out somebody did. Mm-hmm. And at first, when they tried to uh, put it through the copyright office, they proved it. But then they went back and rejected it. Yes, I knew about this. Um, but they said that the artist could copyright the arrangement of the pages in the story itself. Just the actual art couldn't be copyrighted. So, it, you know, anybody could reuse that art. Like, um, they've, they've further, since then, though, they've further codified their, their um, guidelines or whatever for it, their rules for it, to actually say that 
straight output AI art cannot be classified as being copyrightable because it's not actually human output. Mm. So we're one step closer to truly pissing off the machines because we're telling them that they, <laughs> you know, they can't own their whatever output or whatever. I guess it's not really any different than working for Marvel. Uh-huh. Or DC, for that matter. Um, but another thing I found is... So Midjourney got a new release, version 5. And uh, they finally fixed hands. Yeah, I heard about that. They, they actually generate hands that have five fingers and, and look accurate, as opposed to like whatever they were doing before. It's weird that they couldn't do that. It's weird that that was the thing that was messed up. It is um, well. Uh, it is and it isn't. I mean, look how much trouble hands give. Like even human artists, and uh, the links artists go through to hide hands and feet and stuff. You know. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, you know, so it's just weird seeing seeing something like this evolve in real time in front of you. You know. <laughs> What's going on with it? How we deal with it? I mean, China. China now has an AI newscaster who is on the air twenty four hours, seven days a week now. <laughs> well, that's like a movie. I mean, that's just you know, wow. That's like uh, what's that movie? Equilibrium. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that movie. The Christian Bale movie. There's like a AI faint person that talks to everybody. Oh, but he's not real. It's just a. Uh, what else? the The U.S. government is actually going to be using like stuff like AI generated videos as propaganda stuff. There was a news article about that recently. Um, it's just weird. You know, it's kind of we're living in feels like frontier times again. Like like early internet days or earlier internet days it wasn't like I was on the internet in the 80s or anything but nobody was well some people were I didn't hit the internet until the early 90s mid early mid 90s yeah early mid 90s but um so yeah I mean that's all pretty cool it's just uh it's interesting to watch you say so. Um, what else was I going to say? A while back in the studio, you guys watched, rewatched Doomsday, right? No, they were just talking about it. Oh. I, because you guys were talking about it, then, I mean, this was several months ago, but I had put it in my queue for things to watch and uh, finally got around to it. Again, like, I had seen it a long time ago, because it came out in, what, like, 08 or something like that? Yeah, it's old. And, um, but I, I don't think I've watched it since then. And this time, I don't know if it didn't register before, or if it didn't, I just forgot. But he was basically trying to make a Carpenter movie with this, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it's kind of on the nose when he's using Albertus as the title font. Like, the same thing Carpenter always used. Mm-hmm. And then it's basically Escape from New York meets, like... Yeah, it's definitely got that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, a, an 80s cannibal film, you know, or something. There's a little bit of, like, um, I don't know, Warriors or something in it, maybe? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and it's kind of like a couple of different movies. 
mm-hmm. over the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. Sort of a strange watch, actually. It is. It's an interesting movie. That Neil Marshall. I think he's got a future. Uh, hey, you know what? He's got a new one that's not good, but I, it's completely watchable. What's that? The Lair. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Uh, well, you know, Neil Neil likes his uh, military guys fighting monsters. Fair enough. Was he the one that did Dog Soldiers? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed that what, movie. That's what this is. It's It's like military guys out in the desert fighting, like, a Russian lizard people. Oh, I know what... Instead of werewolves. Okay. I know what the other comparison was. It, it was like, uh, Escape from New York meets, um, uh, Mad Max. Essentially. Yeah, there's Mad Max in it, definitely. Um, with a little bit of 28 Days Later. Kind of. Did that come out before or after 28 Days Later? Uh, my, after. 28 Days Later, it was like 02 or 03. Mm. That was the one that where, when Walking Dead came out, I thought it was suspiciously similar, like the opening scenes. Oh, it is suspiciously similar. <laughs> he swore up and down in interviews he never had seen the movie, but the whole main character waking up in a hospital after the it's event. The, so. It's the same shot, like top down. It's it's really weird. Yeah, I mean, if it's coincidence, it's weird coincidence, <laughs> like. Like one in a million kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But any, I, I, anyway, that's not the point. Um, so, you're saying the new Neil Marshall, you say that's not good, but it's watchable? It's, ri- it's very watchable. It's just, like, Dog Soldiers, what else? Did he, did he do The Descent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those movies, the characters feel like real people. This movie, they feel like cartoon characters. Mm. And the way they talk and everything. Uh, granted, he didn't do everything on it, but he did direct it. He he only he had somebody else writing it with him. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's completely watchable. But it is like it's almost like if Neil Marshall made an. 80s action movie in a way or 90s action movie because every character in it is just the the most stereotypical they say exactly what you think they're going to say uh, and Jamie Bamber's in it doing the most ridiculous southern accent oh it's so ridiculous what's that called? Uh, it's called The Lair I think it came out last year or maybe this year I'm going to Tag that to watch it sometime soon. Um. Oh, uh, I also watched because uh, I, I I had some credits expiring, so I had to just get a bunch of stuff real fast. But I watched since we were talking about Shazam, the new one coming out. I, I decided to go ahead and finally watch the first one. Yeah, did you like it? I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it was weird because I I wasn't I was expecting it to just be funny, and it was I mean it was a lot darker than I thought it would be. It's way funnier than most of those DC movies are. It's practically a comedy, considering. Sure, but I mean, there's a lot of... Just, I know. mean, Savannah straight up murders a bunch of people. 
But it's not, I wouldn't say it's dark by any stretch. I don't, I mean, even his, you know, the bad guy's whole origin story is pretty dark. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's sad, but... You know, and then there's, like, a, just a lot of seriousness to it. Like, the kid, you know, uh, what's his name? What's what's Kid Shazam's actual name? <laughs> Freddy? Freddy. No, not Freddy. Freddy's a cripple kid. It's kid Shazam. No, I mean, the guy that turns into Shazam. Billy Batson? Billy Batson. Like young Shazam? Yeah, young. Or Shazam to be, whatever, you know. He's, like, um, all on this big search for his mom, and then he finally find. well, sorry, spoilers, uh, finally finds her, and it's, the, that whole scene's, like, just such a letdown, dude, <laughs> you know. It's kind of a bummer. Like, I mean, Shazam is kind of a bummer when you think about it. He's a fucking orphan. Well, yeah, he, but he doesn't. In the even in the comic, he doesn't have like a foster family. He just like lives on his own. Then how did the rest of the Marvel family happen in the comic? Uh, kind of similar. I mean, there's magic involved. I mean, he gives power to Freddy. And Uncle, whatever his name is, there's not a that that whole family becoming Shazams is that's new. I a Mary, there's a Mary and a Freddie, and then there's a Uncle Dudley or something like that. Huh. But there, there's also like a talking tiger too. So was that Tawny? Talky Tawny, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. The Animal Man. Yeah. Which I, I, Surprised they didn't do that instead of this whole like the gods are mad or something like that. That's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. I haven't seen a movie in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I, I I'll definitely I'm interested in watching the sequel after watching this one. I, I mean I watch Shazam obviously, so I might watch it. But I thought the movie. I mean it was fun. I thought man that kid that they got to play Adam Brody's. Younger part, yeah, looks like Adam Brody. Looks like Adam Brody. Yeah. When I saw, I'm, I well, I didn't know Adam Brody was in the movie until that happens and he becomes him. Yeah. I I, I saw when they have Freddie Freeman. I was like, well, he's going to become Captain Marvel Junior because that's what they call him in the comics. But they don't do that anymore. It's like they're doing the whole thing they used to back in the eighties. 90s where they don't say his name because they're afraid they'll get sued or something like that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. When he showed up as him, I'm like, whoa, that's funny. Well, the whole movie, I had forgotten that you told me Adam Brody was in it, and I wasn't paying attention to the credits or anything. Yeah. Um, So I'm watching the movie, and I'm sitting there looking at that kid, and I'm like, man, he looks really familiar. And I kept thinking about it, I was like, oh, he looks like that kid from the OC. Yeah. But like he looks so much like younger Adam Brody. <laughs> yeah, well the new the new one that uh, I they there's a comic out where all the actors uh, playing the Shazam family write stories about the characters that they play. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, and the one I drew is Adam Brody, and uh, it's pretty funny. Was his likeness hard to do? Uh, no, it was real fun, actually. He looks like a cartoon character. I mean, he looks like he's in the Shazam family, you know? Cool. 
yeah, I, I, you just hear stuff now and then from artists that have to do like likenesses and how tough. That oh, uh, that wasn't even an issue. The issue with him was uh, like they didn't want it to look spot on like him, but they they the issue with were things like uh, uh, there's a dog in the story, and he wanted the dog to look a certain way. And there's a scene where the dog is licking uh, Freddie Freeman's face, and he was like, no, I want you to make it look gross, like he's making out with this dog. And I'm like, okay, man, whatever, I don't know what you're down with. <laughs> Bring it on. I mean, and it's it's part of the joke in the story, but he was like, really like, no, I want it to look gross. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Somebody's into dog loving. Oh, like you never had your dog's tongue in your mouth. Not on purpose. <laughs> um, I remember. I'm trying to remember something else. I was gonna, I forgot already. The one thing I uh, I was kind of surprised about is: are we still we're still doing post credit stingers? <laughs> like. Yeah, I think so. I thought that was dead. Like it's not. It's not just superhero movies though. Now it's like people are so accustomed to them. I hate the post credit. I, I don't mind the post credit stinger if it's just like a joke or something. You know, I don't like the post credit stinger when well, it's actually the most part of, of the story. Are, most of them are now. Most of them are jokes now. But like in Shazam, it wasn't. It was actually part of the story. Well, that's an older movie already. 2019. It's not that old. <laughs> and also, part of the story, you're really kind of stretching that. <laughs> not really. Well, I, okay, the, the first post-credit stinger was, that, that was a joke. You know, that was fair. But then they had the second one at the very end that was actually, like, part of the story. Hmm... Doesn't it, really, hasn't come to pass. It's not sh- really part of the story. It's showing the weird caterpillar that escaped from the glass jar. Yeah, your mind, who's never shown up in any of the movies, and I don't think he's in this new one. Well, they intended that to be something that was a plot point. You yeah. can tell from the scene. Just like Sinestro at the end of Green Lantern? Well, they, they didn't do any more Green Lanterns, though, did they? No. Well, that's because they didn't do any more Green Lanterns. <laughs> That movie didn't do too good, did it? No, because it sucked. No, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, he makes a much better Deadpool. But, anyway. <laughs> um, what else? There was. Did you ever watch Felicity? No. Okay. Well, that because I had been watching the show you don't want to hear about, um, Felicity came up as a recommended thing or whatever. And I remember watching that, at least the first few episodes of that first season back in 98 or whatever. And I hated it. <laughs> like, I was I'm like, surprised at that. I'm like, this is terrible back then. And I don't remember exactly why. Um, and because I couldn't remember why, I was like, well, you know, turns out that the Heights wasn't all that bad, so... Maybe I'll give Felicity another try. So I started watching it, and getting through that pilot was like pulling teeth, man. Why don't you watch something good? 
Felicity, people really like it. <laughs> and it was a J.J. Abrams thing, you know, so... It was a J.J. Abrams thing, that's true. But I'm sitting here watching it, and it's like... The acting's all super flat. The... Too many tight shots of people's faces, like, in scenes. The colors, like, the colors and contrast are all super flat in it. It just makes the whole thing come off really dull. And even the music, like the theme, uh, the credits music and stuff is... What is the deal with Felicity? What is that show about? It's not about anything, is it? Just a girl in college? I don't... I mean, I'm, I'm three or four episodes into the first season, and I'm not sure. Yes, it's basically about a girl that goes to college, but she goes to college... She's supposed to be going to some school in California to be a doctor. And then somebody she goes to high school with leaves her this, I don't know, soul-bearing message in her yearbook, and she immediately decides, and it's it's this guy she's been watching for a long time in high school, and she decides to uproot her entire plans and move to New York instead and follow him to the school he's going to. Which, on the surface of it, I'm like, that's stupid, (laughs) you know? I think I probably thought that was stupid then, too. But it's just so... Blah? I guess? So far, anyway. I don't know if it gets better. It was like a little mini-phenomenon for a while, wasn't it? Everybody was talking about that stupid-ass show. Yeah, I mean, well, it's one of those shows that, like, when you hear people that like it talk about it, they like it a lot. It's like Gargoyles, you know? Stop talking about gargoyles. I'm just saying they like it. Like, they really like it. <laughs> I'm just talking about gargoyles, baby. Gargoyles. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm like, well, and that, that, that's why I was thinking. Like, I'm like, well, I'll give it another shot because, I mean, people really did rave about that show. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm having trouble. I'm, I'm, like I said, only a few episodes in the first season. I'm like, does this get better? Tell me it gets better. No, it does not. I mean, if I spend a lot of time watching all this stuff and it doesn't get any better, I'm going to be sad. Nobody wants a sad crank. Hmm. Nobody really cares about a sad crank either. Nobody wants a sad crank. Oh. Because <laughs> sad crank can turn into mad crank. Well, that's a good point. That's the thing nobody really talks about. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a turn, you know. Nobody expects Mad Crank. Mm-mm. Mad Crank and Drone Crank hang, hang out sometimes. Drone Crank? Yeah. I don't know what Drone Crank is. That's Crank that flies a drone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Drone Oh, I hate Drone Crank. Yeah, Drone Crank. Drone Crank talks fun. Drone Crank talks like somebody that doesn't realize they're Drone Crank. <laughs> People who are just talking. Um, did you like a, a band that came out in the 90s called Ash? I do. Okay. I, oh, yeah. Um, but I, I recently got a anniversary edition of their first album on vinyl. Their yeah. first full they're length. Awesome. They're exactly the kind of music I like. And I hadn't listened to them in a while, so I, I was reminded about them because I was looking at something else, and then I saw that they had this vinyl out, so I went ahead and bought it, and I was listening to it. It's the, the album 1977. 
And it's got the that song Kung Fu on it. Mm. And uh, also Girl from Mars and stuff like that. But I'm listening to it, I'm like, it seems like this would be Mike music. It is. It's very much Mike music. I remember... In fact, I don't listen to them enough. I keep forgetting they exist. I didn't know they were Irish until this year. <laughs> I knew they were from Europe. I didn't know where, though. Because they don't sound like an Irish band to me. They sound like somebody from, like, California or something. I don't know what that means. How can you tell? Well, like, there's no accent to the singer or anything. Well, that happens a lot. And there's, like, a... The music's sort of a mix of, like, grunge and punk with power pop. Yeah, it's very Weezer-like. Right, but again, not really something I necessarily associate with, like, Ireland or anything. Mm. Um, They don't all sound like you, too. Or Bush, I guess. I mean, Bush isn't Irish, but... Yeah, so... Anyway... But uh, anyway, so, yeah, 1977... Why did you use Bush as an example? I was just thinking of, I was thinking of bands from the era that were from that general location. Mm. I mean, I, I couldn't use Aqua, you know, because they don't sound anything like that. I'm drawing Veronica getting into a hot tub. Huh. Did you know that uh, in Riverdale... Uh, Kerr Williams from Dawson's Creek was also on Riverdale. Never seen either, so suck it. <laughs> also, fun fact. Dawson's Creek had the first uh, male-to-male gay kiss on television. Mm. Which was Kerr Williams. So, uh, what do you think of that? Anyway. I don't. I remember first hearing Ash from the EP before their first album. They had a song called Jack Names the Planets. And that was on a radio, well, the local alt station here, 97X, a bunch. And I forget where I first heard Ash. I really liked that song, I remember. And then the following year, they came out with 1977, and then they had that Kung Fu song on it, which was in a couple of movies. And it repeatedly mentioned Jackie Chan, so I kind of liked it, too. And plus, it's just an upbeat, fun song. Like, oh yeah. I don't remember. I know I had some of their later albums, like the Free All Angels, and I, I think that was the next album. They've got a lot. Yeah, I, I looked them up again. There, I mean, they're still going. Like, mm-hmm. I just I'm not familiar really with anything. I know I had a couple of things. I should listen to them. I kind of been thinking that myself. I should listen to them more. I don't listen to enough music, believe it or not. Music makes you feel good. Sometimes. You know. Um, okay, well, got that out of the way. I meant to bring that up last week because I wanted to ask you about it, but I forgot. Uh, good call. You really do know me. Well, I just know you, you know, you tend towards the power pop. You like the power pop. Mm-hmm. I like, I like, um... Uh, I don't want to say misleading, but I love I love music that sounds happy, but isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love I love songs that sound like they're like rocking and it's really like upbeat, and then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> My first thought for that would be Bill and Sebastian, but I don't think you like them. <laughs> they're depressing. Yeah, but their music's upbeat. 
they're that weird mix of. Uh, I would not call it upbeat. I've never experienced them to be upbeat. Oh, they they sound like Britpop, like on the surface, and then you listen to the lyrics, and it's pretty depressing most of the time. But and I don't even mean depressing. I mean like almost like sinister in a way. Oh, I see. Boingo Boingo is a lot like that. Yeah, I see that. Boingo Boingo's lyrics are really dark. I'm trying to figure out... So, uh, these demos I'm working on to send to you, which I haven't had any time to work on in the past week, but I'm just popping in, like, goofy lyrics for placement, because I want to have the cadence and Mm kind of know what's going on with the melody and that. So I've just been throwing in weird stuff. But um, I'm trying to think of how goofy to actually go with it. I mean, how serious should a band called High Pressure Gardening be? I don't know. You know... You've heard my songs. Right. And your songs are pretty much a stream of consciousness of you looking at what's around you. I mean, sometimes. It, it's just me trying to be imitating those songs that I'm talking about. Yeah. I just don't know if I should veer towards... Okay, so it's the difference between veering towards like silly, like rug burns, or like just sort of weird and, and dark, like Ongo Boingo. Uh, you know, neither is wrong. So right, but in the meantime, silly lyrics will work. I'm just gonna change it all anyway when I get it. That's the other thing I f- I think I figured out. One thing that was holding me up is because I I'm used to working mostly by myself or mm-hmm. pr- pretty much presenting a finished thing to other people and saying let's flesh this out kind of thing. Um, but in the spirit of actually collaborating with you, I think I might. Yeah, we've never done this. I think I we've might go made, a little you, sketchy. Made, yeah, we've made music, but we've never collaborated like this. Right. Like, when you've played with me before, I, I had the songs out done, essentially. Yeah, and I just played a part. Right. I didn't... I wasn't in there making up stuff. I was just doing... Yeah, what like... You, done. you weren't questioning the arrangement or doing anything. Like, yeah. It was like you were a session dude or something. Mm-hmm. The worst session dude ever. <laughs> But I and that's kind of like when I was you know started working on this. That, that was the mode I was in. Was just well, I'll just do I'll do it up and then present it to him as a thing. But I'm like, well, that's not really collaborating as much as it is just sort of saying, here's the thing. You just have fun. See what do what you want to do, and then I'll do something. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down like drums and bass to it and stuff too. I don't want to just send you a guitar riff. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm doing like. But I think with the arrangements, because last week I was complaining about the arrangements being too simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I'm just going to do that. I'm going to get a little sketchy with the arrangements and say, you know, what do you think we should change on this? Because I think it could be more than this, but I'm not sure, you know. If you let me do it, then I'm going to do it. So, yeah. I don't know. You need to get back on the horse. And by that, I you, mean... You mean heroin? Get, yeah. I need to get right back into the... Like, like hardcore drug use. Well, you know, most musicians are better that way. I hate to say that's that's not true. That's not true at all. <clears throat> I mean, there is a large body of evidence, I guess, that ten, you know tends to point towards when artists clean up, they're not as interesting. Uh, but but I'm gonna co- I'm, I'm gonna um what do you, what's the word I, I'm saying? I 
I think that is a mis, uh, misinterpreted well, phenomenon. What I've come to think about that is usually by the time Rarus cleans up, they're not young and just trying shit anymore. Yeah. You know? There are so many other extenuating circumstances. And the other way to look at that is they imagine what they could have done had they not been completely screwed up all their lives. Hard to say. But you figure, I mean, the point that coincides with them, with musicians and, and artists and stuff generally being heavy abusers of drugs or whatever, psychedelics or anything, is they're also younger and then they're in that period where they're just experimenting. Yeah. And it's like it's like that excitement and that experimentation that's actually the thing that turns people on, you know? Yeah. And then when they realize that they're getting too old for this shit and they need to, like, stop doing the whatever they're doing, the drugs or whatever, they're not in that experimentation phase. Now, that that's not ever speaking, you know, that's not across the board. Not every artist is like that. But I think, you know, like, Eddie Van Halen's a good example of that. By the time he cleaned up, he was definitely not in an experimentation phase anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, everything, once he cleaned up, everything Eddie Van Halen did just sounded like AOR or something, you know? I mean... He was still really good. He had his chops, but he wasn't, like... There's, I mean, here's... Think of it this way. Uh, Floyd got his teeth taken out. Not all of them, but he had a bunch of teeth taken out. Okay. Uh, now he is a completely different cat. It's because you tortured him. No. He, like, he wants to play and stuff, but he is not mean anymore. He does not go after us and attack us for no reason. He doesn't scream at us. It's almost like he was in a permanently bad mood because his teeth were hurting him. Oh, could be, yeah. Or it could be that he lost half of his weapons. <laughs> That's no. <laughs> he still has the sharp ones. <laughs> I mean, how's, so he gonna, I mean, how's he going to eat your face without most of his teeth? You know? He still has most of his teeth. Hmm. He had like four of them taken out. Okay. Well, there you go. So you never know how certain things are affecting people. That's true. That's true. It does make you wonder, especially like the ones that died early. Mm-hmm. Like the guy from Joy Division or whatever. Like, If he wouldn't have committed suicide and cleaned up his drug abuse, you know, stuff like that, like what would they have become? Would they have become New Order anyway? <laughs> you know? I mean, they would have. he would have just ended up disappointing everybody in a different way. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. But just yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, the what ifs and whatnot. Um. Oh, that GI Joe interview thing I did apparently is live. Cool. It's at um. Where is it? Talkingjoe.co.uk. Not that you have to listen to it. I'm just saying that for anybody else that might want to. I haven't actually... There's a lot of people that do want to listen to that. That listen to this. I haven't actually listened to the edit, so I don't even know how long it is yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And I may sound like a complete idiot through most of it. I'm sure Michael will agree either way. Did you talk about uh, Dawson's Creek? I did not. Probably okay then. I did talk about though. Do you remember the Robo Skull? The what? The Robo Skull. It was uh, an Action Force thing, the UK version. Uh, not really. No. Okay, we might have actually, because I don't think we did the Red Shadows thing until after you were gone, did we? I did a poster for Red Shadows and then I left. Okay. Um. So Red Shadows was a, a Action Force thing, the the UK version of GI Joe. Mm-hmm. And um. Their bad guys weren't Cobra. They were called something. Well, the Red Shadows. And they had this... I don't know what you call it. It was kind of like a TIE fighter. Sort of. But it was shaped like a skull. The little part in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was red. And um, and, and it had, like, guns coming out of the mouth and eyes and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it was just this awesome vehicle called a robo-skull. <laughs> but uh, I found out when I was looking stuff up, getting ready to do that talk with them that some company just did a reissue of it like they kickstarted it or something and it looks really cool <laughs> if I still if I was still buying toys and stuff I'd be really tempted because <laughs> mm. I know like I know me and Sam liked it a lot and I think we were trying to push for it to get into the comic but it never did mm. um but yeah anyway <laughs> I remember me and him were trying to get a Dead Like Me license, too. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, because we wanted to... Because, you know, how that was one of those shows where they, they really didn't wrap it up when the, when the show stopped. Mm-hmm. So we figured, well, what the hell, you know? People are doing, like, season whatever of Buffy and, and whatnot. We should try to do Dead... Because we both liked watching it, so... Yeah, I did, too. Um, but I remember... Like, we were trying to pursue that, and we had actually got a hold of somebody that we could have, you know, actually been talking to. Or somebody that could have actually granted us a license, and I can't remember where. It didn't get very far after that. I think maybe Josh wasn't interested or something. I'm sure he wasn't. But, I don't know. That would have been fun, to do a Dead Like Me comic. Not that once we got the license, I probably would have had very much to do with it at that point, but... Usually the way it went. Um, oh, speaking of watching stuff, did you have you watched that Class of 07, that new Amazon thing? Class of 07, no. It's uh, like an Australian eight-episode first season thing. It's got uh, Emily Browning in it. No. And um, oh, this other actress whose name is escaping me at the moment, but she was in like uh, Tomorrow Before the War Began back in... 2010 or whatever but anyway so it, the point of this is that these people are at this their 10 year high school reunion and they're the class of 07 and uh, while they're there it's on this Catholic school that's up on like real high ground in Australia wherever I didn't know they really had real high ground in Australia besides those buttes or whatever they are but um, while that happens the description says it's a tsunami but to me, it seemed more like it was the island sank or something. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, they're they're in this Catholic school having their reunion. They go outside, and it's just everything surrounded by water. <laughs> like, Australia's gone. Yeah. Oh, weird. Kind of thing. And so it turns into... 
like these things do, it turns into uh, like a sort of a Lord of the Flies thing or whatever. Mm. But it's a comedy, so it's sort of a funny Lord of the Flies, I guess. But um, it was pretty good. I watched Like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, sort of. Lord of the Flies is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that, that whole pig thing. And the, and the flies thing, you know, I mean, yeah. fly, flies are funny. Flies are hilarious. They really are, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, anyway. It's like Lord of the Dance, you know. Lord of the Fly Dance? Fly Dancers? Fly Girls. Lord of the Fly Girls. Lord of the Fly Girls. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty good. It's on Amazon now. It's all I... It's like not one of those things where they're dropping it an episode a week or anything. It's all up there. It's kind of fun because you don't... I don't typically think of Emily Browning being in comedies. Who is Emily Browning? Um, she was the girl, the lead actress in Sucker Punch, and um, she was the... Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know she was Australian. The Lemony Snicket movie. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of weird hearing her talking in an Australian accent. <laughs> Or, well, I guess that's just her accent, but yeah, I, I, everything I've seen her in has usually been a little more serious or darker. And I, I guess, I mean, this is darker because it's sort of a post-apocalyptic survival thing. But it, um, it's also, it, I mean, it's pretty funny. So it's absurd, I guess, more than like haha funny. Because these, you know, they've got all these like like you would at any school reunion, you know, there's a lot of, like, subtext going on and uh, angst and <laughs> ancient rivalry and stuff. Angst in my pants. Angst in my pants. It's oops upside your head. Oops upside your head. It's oops upside your head. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. Tell me something good. Well, I don't got nothing good. You must have something good. How's Julia doing? Is she feeling better? Yeah, she's feeling a lot better. I've been still testing positive, though, and it's really annoying me. Are your tests up to date? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I, I talked to the doctor, and they said, don't take any more tests. Some people test positive for, like, three months after. Oh, really? Yeah, and they said the important part is that I've stayed... Uh, Secluded, I mean, not secluded, but, you know, I'm... I'm Self-quarantined? Quarantined. And and Monday will be the limit that I can can go out and not be masked anymore and stuff like that. Oh, so you haven't been back to the studio yet? Nope. Because that's how I'm in this situation. (laughs) It's very responsible for you, of you. Well, I, I guess I figure, I mean, if Julie was still actively sick, even though you weren't sick, you probably still had the stuff on you. Yeah. So, yeah. being in such close quarters and all. It's weird, did, uh, did Floyd get sick? Cats can catch it. Uh, no, he hasn't been sick, but he had the teeth thing happen the same day as me getting, like, super sick. Mm. Like, I was supposed to take him to the vet and I couldn't. Julie had to. Which means she probably spread it to the vet. We'll see. <laughs> but she's getting, she's getting she's better now. Well, that's and, good. Uh, 
we're preparing ourselves for our trip in two weeks. Is this the con in Europe? Yeah, we're going to Belgium, and then we're going to Switzerland for several days. Just for fun? Yeah. That should be neat. I've always wanted to go. I really wanted to go see the creepy house and road from Phenomenon. Okay. Uh, but that's, like, near Zurich, and it's not anywhere we're going to be. I mean, it nothing's super far away. I could probably go, but are, it's not that important. Are Belgium and Switzerland relatively close? No, it's about an eight-hour train ride or an hour flight. Oh, okay. It's like going from Chicago to Memphis. Gotcha. Um, as, as we've well established at this point, my European tri- geography is not very good. Well, I mean, mine's not that great either. I, I didn't, you know, I was talking to somebody from Ireland, and, you know, I've been to Ireland. I've been all over that island, and I forgot where places were, <laughs> you know. Um, I, uh, we were going to go to Germany, but it was just too much stuff. Like I've been trying to be, I don't want to pack too much into play time. And Julie was like, we're not dead. We're go, we'll go again. Right. Well, yeah, like if you try to cram, yeah, if you try to cram too much stuff in, you're really not going to have any fun. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool stuff in Switzerland. I mean, everything's beautiful there. Bring me back a Swiss Army knife. I will. <laughs> Do you bring we're gonna, back? We're going to go to uh, Jungfrau Jok, which is, uh, you know, the up there where they filmed that, you know, the the end of Inception, the little snow base. Okay. And it's also the same place from uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, um, what was I going to say about that? I've always been fond of the Swiss cross. Yeah? As a design point. I just think it's a very nice design. (laughs) Well, they are very, they're like the Swedes with that. Very engineer, form follows function sort of people. Um, Do you bring, do you like actually save foreign currency when you go abroad? I don't, but I still have my pounds from when we went to England in November. So I'm going to have those uh, switch to euros. Thanks for reminding me, so I can do that. Oh, no problem. I just didn't like Switzerland's on like Swiss francs, though, so we'll have to change when we're there anyway. Right. I didn't know if like you kept like as a memento, you know, like a piece of foreign currency or whatever. I think I did when I first went to Europe, and then I realized, oh, I can use this. Right. <laughs> Good point. I guess it would be better to keep, like, a, a coin, like a penny or something. You know? yeah. um. Oh, speaking of design, I, I was looking up, just before we started talking, I was looking up, um, I couldn't remember who designed the Atari logo. Yeah, I didn't, I don't know. Uh, it's a guy named, let me find that, do-do-do. George Opperman, who worked George for who? Opperman. Opperman. Yeah, and he was part of a firm called Gruya Voigt and Opperman. Um, but anyway, I, I was looking that up, and I, I found this article talking about it. And a, 
it was kind of weird because Opperman had a whole like thing, like a story about what it meant and how he came up with it or whatever. And then uh, the quote from the guy from Atari, the uh, the art director at the time, was like, "Yeah, that's all bullshit. He came up with that later. He just gave me a bunch of doodles and I picked one." <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Wait a minute. Hold on. For one thing, you're an art guy. Why are you just calling something like this a bunch of doodles?" Because <laughs> they they have a picture of the the sheet that he submitted of different variations of what he thought the Atari logo could be, mm-hmm. and none of them are doodles. Like it's not like he just scribbled them on a napkin, you know. But um, I, it's just one of those things because like I love the Atari logo for whatever. I don't know exactly why, but I think it's just one of the coolest logos ever. It is a cool logo because it, it's just like I mean, it looks like a spaceship. It looks like an A. It looks like something weird. I don't know. You know, there's just something about the shapes. Like even when it's a negative and has the the box around it, like that that looks just as cool as the plain logo does. You know. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess some of its association with just childhood and playing the Atari games, and you know, my love of the Atari Force comic and stuff. But I, it's, it's just a really cool logo, like. You know? But anyway, I don't know. I that was just sort of a tangent. Sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. I could hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I guess. Uh, I don't have much else. Well, I mean, we've recorded enough. It's an hour. Yeah. Do we have any email? Oh, we look. I keep forgetting to check Musician's Friend's stupid deal of the day. Uh, you know what? I think mine keeps going to my... I haven't seen that in over a year. I, I realize that it's probably going to my junk mail. No, um, I've also stopped getting emails from them without unsubscribing, and I've checked my... Uh, spam folder and they're not in there. I think they're just not sending them anymore. Weird. Oh, actually today's got something that's kind of useful. It's a desktop boom mic stand for $30. Mm. A pro line. That's not really what I meant to go look up though. I want to go look up the comic list but the bookmark for comic list is right next to the stupid deal of the day bookmark. Because I want to find this week Yes, this week in comics. Jim Crankers, Bill Duke. Hey, Bill Duke. Is he going to help out uh, Colin? Yeah. Well, the subject line is, I got you, Colin. Mm-hmm. He says, Bill Duke is honored that you enjoyed his poem. It is yours to do with however you like. But know that. If you make it into a song and then both play it live, I will appear to hear it. Oh, he's like Candyman. Oh, wait. I thought we were the ones making a song out of his poem. I think he's talking to us. But he said Colin. That, did, that, did you that, say Colin? That was the subject line. Okay. Hmm. He says, Colin, if you meet Carl Weathers, tell him cold milk at craft service. He'll know what that means. <laughs> okay. Mike, I hope you and your lady are on the mend. I am, Bill. Thank you. Do we really not know who this is? <laughs> I don't. Go on now, Bill Duke. All right. Thanks, Bill Duke. Bill Duke, 1943. <laughs> this email address. Wait a minute. Was Bill Duke born in 1943? This guy went and did... I'm looking it up. 
I'm looking it up. Um, yes, he was born in 1943. <laughs> Motherfucker did research. Bill Duke was uh was born February 26, 1943. Oh my god! <laughs> like part of me really wants it to be Bill Duke now. What are the odds? The odds are zero. Right. I'm but not, I like I'm, the idea that he's sitting there sweating, breaking a little blue big plastic uh, shaver on his head while he's typing these. I'm looking at his uh, Twitter account to see if he mentions this. <laughs> he doesn't. No. No. Bill Duke's got shit to do. That's true. Bill Duke is an active person. Is he? I still think he... Uh, yeah, I think he makes stuff. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm out of touch. I'll admit that. I don't know. You're not up on your Bill Dukeisms? No. Afraid not. Um, was that it? Yeah. Well, thanks, Bill Duke. We really don't know who this is. I don't. Okay. I was just, I'm making sure that it's not you doing a roller. Oh, yeah, I, I, I revealed. It is definitely not me. That reminds me, I, I revealed Roller Destro, too. Oh, you did? You talked about Roller Destro? Yeah. I the world knew who Roller Destro was. Well, I don't know. I mean, actually, one of the guys I was talking to was active on our boards back then. Oh, so he knew who Roller Duster was? I don't know if he actually remembered, but and it's not like it's a secret. You've admitted to this already in public. I, yeah, I've said it many times. But for I, many, I actually, you know, I, I outed it for a an actual GI Joe podcast. So, what? How did it come up? I don't remember. We were talking about the message board stuff, and, and I think it just popped in my head to, to go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> you know, honestly, about like, me trolling. Fans? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I expressed... I, I think probably what I was talking about was, like, how I had a... There were times when I had to, like, boot people off and I didn't want to and stuff, but then, like, I knew who you were. Or, <laughs> I, I knew who Roller Destro was, so I left it go, because you never really crossed the line. No. You were, I was, you were like, the annoying troll. Yeah, I was an annoying troll. You weren't, like, a <laughs> hateful troll. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't telling people to kill themselves. I was just basically poking at people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I th- that's probably how that came about. I'd, I'd have to listen to it again to really know that. But. I, it is, that's sort of weird. I sat there and talked to them for like two and a half hours, and I really don't remember half of what I said. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll happen. I mean, it's like... Well, uh, Super 7 has uh, black hole reaction figures. I don't know. I, I know all those words separately. I'm not sure what they mean them all together. Uh, they have a line of, uh, of black hole figures coming out. Oh, really? And they've got Old Bob, which is the one that, you, you, I, that's the one I want, because they don't make an Old Bob. Oh, they did. That that set that was a year or two ago? A couple years ago? I can't remember who was making them. It was that, they, they were making a bunch of old movie figures. But they, they had a set that had, I mean, they were only like maybe two and a half, three inches tall. Maybe that's what this is. But they had a, they had a set that came with, uh, Vincent and Old Bob. This is Vincent, Old Bob, and Maximilian, of course. Yeah, they had um, that set from a couple of years ago. Had a nice tall Maximilian that looked really good. I, well, I, that, couldn't, I couldn't find they them. They had those in Walgreens, but I didn't see an Old Bob. I got the Vincent and the Maximilian. Oh, okay. So yeah, we we talked about those back then. I think. Yeah, yeah. I need an Old Bob though. I 
like I said, I don't really buy toys anymore, but I would probably buy those if I saw them and they were more crazy expensive. Like, I mean, I don't buy toys either, but that's got a uh, attachment for me. Mm-hmm. We should do a since you can do that. That I still haven't tried it, but you can do that party watch or group watch or whatever thing on Amazon. Mm-hmm. We should do like a watch, like a reviewing of like Black Hole. Have you seen that lately? I have not seen that since we talked about it in like 2014 or 2015. It's pretty. It's weird by the time you get to the end, man. It's 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 for one thing, it's not nearly as exciting as I remember it. Well, no, I mean the first time and I saw that, music, it was... the music is pretty ridiculous. It goes from this really creepy atmospheric to this the cheesiest hero music <laughs> I've ever heard ever in a movie and they play it over and over again. Well, you know, that was that was what, 1979, 80? Yeah, I think it's like 1980. And it was a Disney movie. Which I still can't believe that's a Disney movie. <laughs> I mean, Disney, that's the kind of movies Disney made then. I guess. I mean, Disney made, like, Dario Gill and the Little People, and that freaked me out when I was a kid. Well, that's your fault. Dude, that Banshee scene? Come on, tell me that's not a freaky scene. Mm. That's totally scary. But, um, so yeah, okay, I guess Disney, I mean, Disney did make stuff like Escape the Witch Mountain and stuff like that. Yeah, those, uh, what's the other one? The one with that same actress in it. Uh, with Betty Davis. Watcher in the Woods. Oh, yeah, that was a Disney movie, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Huh. All right, so what happened to Disney, man? They used to be able to do creepy stuff. Parents? But there were parents then. Yeah. They weren't as involved as parents now. <laughs> okay. Guess not. The problem with parents now... As as somebody who is not a parent, but I find I feel like that makes me qualified. To, the fact that I'm not a parent makes me qualified to make this statement because I observe objectively. To say what the hell are you doing? Yes, parents now being involved is great, but the thing is, they're there's they're not any different than the parents when we were kids, and they think that they are. They're, they they th- they've completely forgotten what it was like to be a kid, and so they want to like they think they can they're gonna fix things and they make things worse. It's good to be involved. You need to be involved. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think my parents knew half of what I was up to most of the time. I mean, you can't. You just can't be. Uh, you can't. These days, you can't let a kid run around unwatched. I don't know why, because by all, like, uh, surveys and reports and stuff, it's much safer now than it was when we were kids and we just ran wild. I don't think so. Uh, apparently it is. It's safer now. Uh, where were kids walking in our school shooting people? Well, you know, that's true. There were, right. there were kids walking into school knifing people. I mean, that's not nearly as, you know, widespread or anything. But 
you know mm-hmm. Fra- Frank Miller is a publisher now? Yes, I did. He has a Frank Miller Presents line. Do you remember, also, this this came up when I was looking up stuff for that G.I. Joe stuff. You remember we almost published a Larry Hama book called Oxido? Oxido? Yeah, we did publish. We published an issue, didn't we? I don't even think we got a full issue out. Yeah, we got part of a second issue. Is that what it was? Yeah. maybe I don't know. Maybe we didn't publish it. I don't remember actually putting it out. I remember getting, I remember getting putting stuff. it together. Yeah. Well, I, I remember getting stuff, at least in my... Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily have all the files anyway. That Pablo guy was just real slow. Was that what it was? I couldn't remember why it fell apart. Yeah. I just remember it, it looked really good. It looked great. And I remember thinking the story was, you know, that was good Larry Helma stuff. Like, that sounds like I'm qualifying it to be Larry Helma stuff. I like Larry Helma's work, so it was good stuff, you know, is what I'm saying. Um, good stuff, baby. Good stuff, baby. I'm sorry, I'm still just scrolling real quick through the, what's out. I'm leaving. I don't really see anything in stores this week. Did you, you have like- anything in stores this week? No. Why not? Stop it. I'm going to bed. Give me just a second here, man. I have. Huh. Oh, never mind. Sit here and wait for you to tell everybody you worked on a Rick and Morty. That's it. Huh. Everybody knows. Huh. Well, I see how it is. All right. <laughs> I wouldn't be like that about it. Sure. Girl, you know it's true. What's up, Puddin'? I'm just going to call you Puddin'. Let me go. Just because you're bored. I'm going to call you Puddin' from now on. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, we're out here. You can reach us at crankcast.com, crankcast.gmail.com. There's websites where you can find stuff like BattlePug and Mike Norton. I hate Mike.com, actually, is what it is. Um, Cadencecomicart.com. Did I mention that? Find me on Zestful. (laughs) Mike, are you on Zestful yet? No, you're still... You applied, though, right? I applied to Zestful. How long ago? Ask Zest World where Mike Norton is. <laughs> Bug Zest World. <laughs> Bug Zest World. Tell, let them. I'm just gonna give a fake Zest World address from now on. <laughs> tell Tell Zest World you want Battle Pug on Zest World. No, I don't know about that. No. Well, I mean, if if it's true that they want media rights, I'm not gonna do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you should probably explore what their actual rights are. Well, I guess you can't do that without a contract, right? Yeah, I gotta do things like research, and we both know that I'm not good at doing things like that. Right. I just, I just now started making t-shirts. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know, but I mean, I can't imagine Joelle Jones giving up rights to the her property like that, though. Yeah, she wouldn't. But you don't know what they're they're. Pro- I mean, you know, Webtoons doesn't offer the same deal to everybody either. So that's true. That's true. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a good weekend, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye.